1: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: Hello there and welcome to an impromptu match ball for the Fulham League Cup game. Brought to you with Levi Solicitors who will do you 10% off your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. I'm Dan Moylan, joined by the usual two, Michael Normanson. Hello. And Moscow White, Daniel Chapman. Hello. We didn't plan to do this, but we're doing it anyway, because it was thrilling. Penalties, babies, helicopters, mash-up away kits. Where do you want to start? I thought we were going to pretend we're straight off, straight off the back of the game. Adrenaline's still pumping,
3: not having yeah. had um, a full night's sleep, or about an hour's sleep, in, in Moscow's case. Uh,
2: the reason why we're doing it the day after is because we recorded yesterday, and we were planning to record this morning, and we thought, ah, a, a Tuesday night, too much too much but
3: and we also thought a league up defeat yeah i don't need
4: his own much ball does it also it wasn't on television no so nobody could watch it we so saw it no no it's all just uh excellent commentary i thought from adam pope and the mm-hmm. crew on bbc radio Leeds. really their words were like pictures in my eyes
2: <laughs> in your mind in my eyes <laughs> in your eyes uh yes i uh started this one where you you're like me like i started watching it I oh, I'll watch it because it's Leeds and it's on. And I can't miss it because kind of this is what we do for a job now. Uh, and then as time went on, I was—I got really invested in it. And then by the end, I, cu- I couldn't sleep at the end. Yes. I couldn't settle down because of the
4: penalties. Imagine wanting Leeds night to win a football match. It gets you, doesn't it, when they're, they're your favourite football team?
2: No, no, but to be honest, like I've been enjoying just a little bit of respite from the stresses of trying to remain in the Premier League. I thought, well, it feels a bit like a free hit. So if we go out, I'd do... I've done that thing where you make that little, uh, it's that deal with the devil within your own mind. I thought, if if we go out, it's fine because it's the League Cup. The priority, of course, is the Premier League. And then, of course, by the time it comes down to the game, you desperately want to get through, don't you?
3: We yeah. are used to it. I mean, we don't, is this, the, this feels like the furthest we've been in the Cup in about five years and we've only won two games. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably not factually accurate, but we don't do very well in them, do we? So yeah, I think it's quite nice.
2: It sounded like Great atmosphere down there. I mean, that's the first thing to say. Let's talk about the fans because they were absolutely amazing. It's like five and a half thousand. I know we've got fans all over the country, but let's not do ourselves down. That was a brilliant effort for everyone to turn to turn out for that. And they just sounded ace throughout. Some nice songs there. Some about Ronaldo. I heard some about those that we mm-hmm. mentioned before. Um, probably can't repeat those. But um, that follow, follow, follow. I know it's not an original chant, the follow, follow, follow one, but it seems like we've got a new song about, about yeah, maybe the best catchy. team in the world. Yeah. Easy the um, remember. the
3: commentator I do it wasn't Adam Pope weirdly it was some uh, some other bloke. It's, oh, i flipped it was, over
4: for him a, a few times. I heard some snatches.
3: I, I
2: think you normally hear him on B in Sport, don't you? Yeah, I think that's oh, where yeah. I recognised
3: his voice from. But it was it was just radio because say, uh, we couldn't watch it. But he was praising our fans, and um, he was rooting for he, us. Wasn't he, he even was when there was a massive, "Yeah, oh, shit!" Ah, he went, "Ah, they're enjoying themselves," <laughs> or something like that. And I thought,
2: "Oh, fair enough." And and it was very good of. Fulham to stay completely silent for us as well. I mean, they were. Is this a library? It sounded like it, didn't it? I know, I know they're a bit posh and they don't care about football in the same way that we do, but goodness me, it was it was a, a world of difference. There were some kids trying to get a,
4: a goalkeeper champ going at one point. I think they were impressed by our um, you shit bastard, et cetera. And <laughs> we're, we're trying to do that, but nobody's really interested when they you know, in a, an end full of stockbrokers. Oh, was- you're
2: trying your best. Good. Hmm. I, mean, I hope everybody got home safe last night because it was very, uh, there's a real edge around uh, around Craven Cottage. I like.
4: really felt, I mean, again, it's only from having watched the highlights that have since been revealed yeah. that I, I've seen any of this. But during the penalties, they kept focusing on about like the, the same three or four people behind the goal. And I felt, felt like I knew them by the end of this little family that were uh, in the Fulham end.
2: So what Melier did, didn't did he? He gave him a nice look and a little wave at the end.
4: He was uh, he's just tweeted in fact um, some photos of himself from the match saying making friends in London. <laughs> he's got some new mates behind that goal.
2: I mean, how old is Melier now? 20, 21? 1. That's, 21.
3: That's really young. His his face is so young as well. Like he's got it's only cuz his his head's attached to this gigantic body that you kind of realize he is a a fully grown man but his face he could could probably pass around 15 I reckon he's he's the
2: one that's going to stop you getting in the pub isn't he without ID well
4: there was a hint of stubble when there was a close up of his face and I did start imagining what it would be like if now Melier was able and then carried out growing a full Alan Cork Roy Keane style beard Hmm. like if that was his next move because he's he's quite weird and I love that about him and if his next weird step was to just start combining his baby face, his actual baby age with the beard of like Grandpa Simpson, it would be wonderful and his youth really you could see his, um, how young he is when he was laughing at the penalty takers. Just needs to, just interject
2: and just tell you, that I don't think Grandpa Simpson has a beard does he? I think it's his mate that's got a beard Grandpa Simpson I think might be clean shaven Oh yes, who am I thinking? Well I'm thinking of the other bloke aren't
4: I? So, so, so Grandpa
2: Simpson's friend with, yes. with the beard a beard like that.
4: Him. Mm-hmm. Off of the, the famous television programme. The Simpsons. do good, anyway, ad- good
2: anecdote, that. Yeah. Melier's a good goalkeeper. He is. I was very impressed with him, the Iceman. It's interesting because we've got the um, the interview with Nigel Martin coming up on the Extra Ball this week and we asked him about, what, you know, why are goalkeepers a different breed? And, he, and it seemed to be that, like Nigel Martin was saying, it is just down to temperament and the ability to put mistakes behind you and things like that. And Melier is ice cold He's, he has got ice in his veins um, to be pissing about with the fans behind the goal um, towards the end of that, that penalty shootout and with the, with the taker as well because he was like grinning wasn't he and like doing the old pointy thing and uh, and just messing about Nigel Martin was also pointing out that uh, when he
3: was Melier's age he was playing in non-league in Cornwall so yeah. for him to be you know playing where he is and doing as well as he is is uh, is great I mean not just the penalty save which is, which is obviously good to finish on I mean he, he seems to be diving quite early on some of the others but you know, we'll forgive him, but he just made some really good saves through the game. And in every game, you find you find after most games, you can chalk up at least three or four really good saves he's made.
4: Mm-hmm. Jasper oh. Beardsley. Jasper is that Jasper Beardsley, the fellow who says that's a paddling? Okay, so now there you go. Thanks, thanks for that. Well, you interrupted me yeah, to I was,
2: bring that up, so I'm interrupting y- you. Your, so. your anecdote was flawed. Um, but anyway, I'm just gonna say on the penalties. I think they go early because they've got to be on the line now, haven't they? They can't mm-hmm. like come off the line, so they've got to make a decision early and go with it. It's it's changed the dynamic slightly of how penalties are uh, taken and received. But no, it was good, wasn't it? I mean, the game overall. Do you think we deserve to win on balance?
3: Yeah, I would. I would say so. Rodrigo had stuck away his chances. There was yeah, we had, there was enough in it. I think for us to have to have won that game.
2: Could you pick a man of the match? Tyler Roberts Moscow maybe. Well, you've rattled him. Getting to Tyler, up. <laughs> <laughs> going. Like, he's on the floor. I'm kicking him while he's down now. <laughs> Just to add as well, Moscow didn't sleep very well last night, so he's quite tired. So, um, tired, like and irritable. So, I'm picking on somebody vulnerable here.
4: I mean, he was six out of ten at best, really, wasn't he? But it's a, uh, it's interesting the nine in a Bielsa team because there's not a lot for you to do apart from run around, and if you get a chance to put it away, and it was Rodrigo was good until he went to nine and then he kind of disappeared. And then, I mean, Joffy, when he came on amidst all the excitement and the <laughs> <Bless> cheering, <him. laughs> did he touch the ball until no. he had the penalty? So it's kind of, but that's the job when you play nine and Roberts didn't make much of, a, of uh, the chance. If Somerville's little pass to him had just been, mm. had that little bit off it, I'm, I have faith he would have buried that. And then again, I think the only new information, because that's the, the thing, is trying to find new things to say about Tyler Roberts so it's not just constantly, he's shit, he's not, he's shit. He's not shit. He's not forever. Um, there was that one chance that he made for himself, where it kind of there was a ball into the box, and his first touch kind of flicked it sort of mm-hmm. up and around the defender, and then it was a good block to stop him scoring. It's Bamford doesn't really do that kind of thing. It's like it's a different style of um, of centre forward play, and if he is gonna um, do anything ever for Leeds United at all, um, maybe differentiating himself like Doing different things to Bamford because we used to have it set me off onto a bit of a nostalgic revelry. Maybe this is why I couldn't sleep because I was thinking about Kemar Roof. I remember he used to be very different to Pat Bamford. We used to play different ways when depending on who was on the field. So um, maybe if uh, Tyler Roberts could invent some differences between him and Pat Bamford, he would be more useful. But as it it's is, not, it's
3: not too long ago, is it? Since I think it's after that whole game, wasn't it? Where people were like, just play Roberts, hmm? Bamford, just don't play Bamford, play Roberts. It's weird how things. How things change. but, but that, is, might, that is the championship.
4: So. We, yeah, and we might have a choice mm. this weekend if um Bamford ankle holds up. So it'll be good to see how uh if that is the what we have to go with, how Tyler gets on with the, the full support of the um the loving Ellen Road crowd cheering on one well, of their favourite sons wearing the white shirts. I'm sure mm-hmm. that'll really help him put in a, a tip top performance.
2: I think with um with Roberts, do you agree we're not we're not far off groaning territory now. I think we're, we're only a few games away from if, if he continues to be a bit hit and miss because he's just become the lightning rod for it. And I don't want to get caught up on this again because we do it every week. But you're, so you're right, Moscow. But I just think we're, I think we're close to that point and, I, and I, I hope it doesn't happen because it'll be no good for him and it won't help us. But. I'd
4: love to back away from that precipice and that's the whole point because the he's got a three-year contract and I think we'll know if he's any good by the end of the season. We're not going to work it out in September. Mm-hmm. Like I don't... I, we have talking about realism and expectations and stuff. I didn't expect him to turn into Marco van Basten within six weeks of the, the season starting. I would have liked him to play better than he has. But then there was, um, even after the uh, Liverpool game, and because of how he played still against Scum, there was a little bit of like, well, maybe he should play instead of Rodrigo. Like, just give him a go because he's we were, we were saying he's not made the team any worse when he replaces Rodrigo suddenly Rodrigo has one good game and he's an absolute hero. So. And he missed
3: some sitters last night, but, it is worth saying. Mean he, Rodrigo. Yeah. The, he, he, he had walked, a good game though, didn't you? don't you think? He, he Yeah, he was he was fairly good, but he should also have scored that pretty much open net. The right foot, the, ra- the one that came to him on his right foot after he, Roberts had shot. Yeah. yeah, that, You've got to score that. Yeah. There's, there's no excuse for it. Mm-hmm. It was not an easy height, but equally you just need to, it's more or less into an empty net, so you don't even need to have, it doesn't need to be a good finish, It just needs to be prodded towards the goal and it, it's fine and it goes in and
2: we win that game more comfortably. So. But when you had in Newcastle and, and last night, you're starting to see things happen for him now. He looks a lot more effective and yeah. and closer to being worth the money because there was just that... You know, I always talk about like speed of thought and the ability to do things quickly and it seems like he had it last night. Admittedly, you're playing against Fulham's second string, so we need to you know, contextualise it with that. But I just thought those little quick interplays and I thought Dan James seemed to um, do that really, really well as well. He seems to have a good game. And thought, well, what a day he had yesterday. I mean, tweet, tweet said about the adrenaline, bloody hell. Before um, we get into him, just on, you're playing
4: against Fulham second string, but also playing sort of four-hour kind of second string, which I don't think helped um, anybody. Because you could see, see in the first 10 minutes, there was a lot of players looking at each other going, but why are you over there instead of over there? And who are you? And what's going on? And so Somerville making his debut, Dan James is brand new. Dan James, doesn't. he's not been learning the system for months and years the way that some of the other players were. So there was a lot of um, things mixed about. And that's one of the reasons why Charlie Creswell was able to come in and shine so much is because it's probably one of the easier jobs to centre back for Bielsa is, you know, you tackle that, block that, head that and pass it is the job. And so he was able to do all those things quite easily. Whereas the job at the under, other end of the pitch, where it's much, you've got to look for runners and be creative and um, be proactive instead of reactive, um, it's difficult to switch all the attackers around and be as effective as a settled first team, whereas it's a little bit easier at the back.
0: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: He was good, wasn't he, though, Creswell?
3: Amazing. Uh, Excellent.
2: Excellence. Um, so, uh, England captain in uh, that's Qatar.
3: What, that's what I. Why wait? Do it now.
4: Just put him in there. Put him straight in. He'll be, probably ben be. White. Bag of shite. The way he played last night, I think he'd refused to go to Qatar on principle. <laughs> he's he was, just he's it, that kind of king. He genuinely was brilliant last night.
3: Though. I was I was hugely impressed with him because we saw him in a League Cup game at the start of last year, didn't we? A, a, but a, surrounded by other kids, I the, was going to say it yeah. was it was alongside Casey, who we've we obviously since decided isn't good enough, and he's gone to Blackpool. So maybe that was making life more difficult for him. But he's also physically grown in that time as well. Like he's he's came back in, from pre-season, didn't he? And everyone's seen the pictures and been like, Jesus Christ, what has what's happened to his him? head? Is enormous. <laughs> Like he's he's he's, he's a chin. He's, he's a very big child.
2: <laughs> Creswell. Yeah. He looks. he looks he's got sort of an Avengers quality about him, hasn't he? Like he could be an Avenger. <laughs> Slam stick a cape on him, see how he gets on.
3: But I no, I thought he was great. I thought he he brought the ball out from the back really well as well as doing defensive stuff. He was there was points in the game. Even late on he was still making runs forward and like when he just saw there was a gap for it through the middle, he was like, Well, this is this is for me then. And in the same much in the same way as
2: Ben White used to do as well. Shackleton was excellent yesterday, I thought. I thought it was a real. It was the real star turn. Mm-hmm. The number of times he'd get it in tight areas and then on the half turn get it and come out of there, I thought it was really, really good.
4: I had a little, um, another sort of sleepless thought about Shackleton is that, you know, we're not really sure what he is. Maybe he is Stuart Dallas. That's him. Because he ended up all over. He played the Phillips job. I think he might have moved forward in midfield. He ended up right back again, inevitably. Um, and it's very much that Stuart Dallas thing of kind of, what do you want me to do next, boss? And then go and do it really well. Um, so we've been looking for him to sort of get into the team and get a run and settle down. Maybe he never will.
2: Maybe we're we, we look, also looking for him to step up. And I think he's really done that this season. He's stepped up and he's taken it by the balls, this one. Um, it, I just thought he looked excellent. Really pleased with him. Somerville as well. Some more bright stuff in there, I thought. What do you reckon?
3: Yeah, I thought he was decent. I think he was certainly good enough to justify getting rid of Helder Costa. If that, if that because he's he's a, he's a backup winger, isn't he? Which mm-hmm. is, but I can see more in his future. Like Helder is not going to improve, is he? L- let's face it he he was he was what he was, and whether or not you thought that was fine or absolutely awful, um, it's kind of up to you. But it was it was never going to improve. I thought I thought he had some promising moments yesterday, mm-hmm. and you have got to remember it is essentially is it's his, it's his first start, isn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah, I think
3: so yeah, he came on. Against, that was his debut against Newcastle, wasn't it? So this is his first first start, and in a team that's all mixed up. I thought he did pretty well.
2: For sure, off the bench. Had the chance to win it. Uh, there, was it was, no,
3: there was no way he was going to score that ever. It was set up, wasn't it? The, the moment where he could announce his comeback. But um, Christ, I've not even seen a replay of
2: the penalty. He looked quite far over. I tell you, everybody seems to have not been able to figure out Furpo. I mean, A, what a penalty. Because everybody thought this is the one that ends up in the River Thames. Mm-hmm. And he absolutely twatted it in. Uh what do you reckon to his game overall? I think he's one that you can't quite figure out yet at the minute. And I don't know if it's just because his confidence has been shot to pieces with being, you know, hammered at Barcelona and put in their reserves or whatever, or he just hasn't quite learned the system yet. Because you talk about demands on players, you know, the fullbacks have got a lot on their shoulders at Leeds. If if you say he's got confidence problems, my assessment of him is probably
3: our worst player. <laughs> Uh, last night may not help him. Is it? Is it? But is it that he's bad, or is it just that he's a little bit erratic at the minute and hasn't quite got it figured out? There was one point in the first half where he just he just let the ball go straight. I can't really even tell if he passed it or miscontrolled it, but he just went straight out of play, and it was just a little bit too Luke Varney for my liking. It was the sort of thing where it, that that happened in. No, he, we doesn't, had, he doesn't When we had that. some very bad players, and you'd go, "Oh, okay." I don't that's...
2: know. The, the the better part of me tries to think on a human level. Maybe he's just trying too hard to impress. He's trying too hard to mm. f- to force it and he just needs to just get in the team. Bed in and settle down, and we've seen so many times with so many players how they improve under Bielsa over the course of a number of months, and then you know years as well. He was I, better against Newcastle than he was last night. I, I thought I don't. I, I struggled to find much that he did
3: well last mm. night.
4: Is that harsh? No, I mean this. It can be difficult and odd playing against um, different levels of opposition, and then everything mixed around. I. It's weird because when you were referencing that that Varnish pass, it just it gave me a flashback to um, that Calvin Phillips pass out of our penalty area where he really lazily just rolled it to one of their attackers and let them have another chance. So I was thinking, that's that's not great. Um, so there was a lot of that from excellent players as well as players who were yet to, to prove themselves as well. I don't like lazy Phillips. I love Calvin Phillips and I don't like it when he he does stuff like that it's supposed to be perfect um and it was uh and that's why that stuck in my mind because it's like um it's like seeing jesus kind of like smack a kitten or something <laughs> he's, he's not supposed to do these these things um but i furpo same as just i think he's better than he's getting credit for and i think he's improving and i wouldn't be judging him necessarily off of a Carabao Cup match like I wouldn't re- I mean I wouldn't necessarily judge anybody too much because it's difficult to get carried away I mean you know Tyler Roberts has scored a hat-trick he still needs to do it in the Premier League doesn't he and um, Charlie Creswell we've now seen him against Championship opposition he needs to, to um, and that's a positive sign but then Gale Hart off the bench on that performance you would never pick him again but then we know that he's got so much more quality than he was able to show so it kind of judgments off of a Carabao Cup game against Fulham are quite um, difficult to draw.
2: Well, Joffy's mum was pleased anyway. Lynn tweeted her uh, her joy at seeing a, a baby boy pull on the shirt for the first time. I and mean, You forget it is a big moment just because he's been knocking around in the club for ages mm. and we've seen lots of videos of him twatting him in in the under-23s. It's still a step up. You're Karen, almost, Karen uh, McKinstry as well if, we're, if yeah. we're on the mums.
4: I was going to say um, he might almost benefit from a little bit of the McKinstry stuff who didn't get cheered on it didn't seem like people thought he was going to score that penalty. Um but was just as good as Joffy was. Like they both like making your debut is the big significant step in that. Charlie Creswell made his debut against Hull last season, didn't impress, so now he's he's come back and he's better and looked good. With this one, it's about ticking off um achievements. So Gelhart has played, McKinstry has played, they both scored penalties in the shootout, so they both got very good things out of the game that kind of then you don't want to be take, reading too much into how they actually played in the match because, you know, if you're not going to pass to Joffy while he's on the pitch, then you can't do anything So see because it's nice to really um, say about him. But um, I felt like the cheers when Gerhardt came on, I was kind of like, just might not help him. Yeah. yeah, let's just, let's not assume he's going to do everything in this game himself um, just yet. But, uh, and because he didn't, you know, it's how it turned out it was very much the debut of a, um, a kid making his first appearance in in the Leeds team and kind of McKinstry maybe got the benefit of being able to do that under the radar.
3: It felt like nothing That's happened the in the last sort of twenty minutes of the game, yeah. didn't it? It was it was it lost its shape, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, completely. Yeah. Everything they'd made a few changes, we made a few changes, and it all just fell apart. McKinstry's penalty though was really good because mm. I think that Rodak <clears> kind of knew that he, well he could see his face, but it, it, he was a child because he's probably he was. we saying how young Melier looks; he's probably even more youthful. And he just stood still for the penalty. Did Rodak didn't he? Because I think he was thinking, oh, "I'll just blast this down the middle as like a safe option." But as it was, nice side foot made him look down. Penalties were all, for the most part, great. I, th-
2: I thought, particularly <laughs> the kids. But like Joffey's was amazing, wasn't it? Mm. Mm. We d- we did
3: skip over Forshaw. sure. We just mentioned his penalty, which is which is harsh because I actually thought he did all right with mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Um, and it kind of it's had. I think just having an actual midfielder in midfield. Yeah, it, it, it adds helps. A, it <laughs> adds a certain amount of shape and pace into the game which even though I wouldn't say he did anything brilliantly just having someone there willing to receive the ball and do normal midfield things with it it feels like as brilliant as Dallas has been in midfield when it's a game that doesn't require someone to just give it and bomb forward It sometimes I don't feel like we lose shape in there it's the same as when Click doesn't play it it all feels quite fragmented whereas Forshaw is quite a reassuring
2: and steady presence he's a tidy metronome isn't he Forshaw when you put him in there if you remember the start
4: of the championship promotion season before he got knackered um we were brilliant and we had for sure in the team. And it's not necessarily, we carried on being brilliant without him, but we were brilliant with him. So it shouldn't be forgetting that he can contribute to Radra- overall brilliantness. Radrazani loves him as well.
2: Yes. Bunch of haters. Enjoy the win and support always our club and all our lads. Blue heart, yellow heart, white heart, geld heart.
4: And the uh, the poor lad that he was replying to there is like frantically saying, this, well, I wasn't even being sarcastic and I don't think he even was. He said something about, um, when Forschell coming on it's like, oh, our saviour and Rader he's taking it as hate when he's down like that. No, I was really pleased to see him coming back on.
2: But Andreas had it he's sat there, he's had a glass of wine, you know, he's feeling a little bit fruity, the phone's in his hand. Come on. We said before,
4: like he needs to put, uh, put it there. He needs He needs to be... a parental lock on that thing, doesn't he?
2: Stop yeah, well, get, what's that feature called on iPhones um that you can do that with? Maybe somebody at the club could stage an in intervention, just say it just doesn't help. It's fine. You've you've entitled if you want to think that people are being a bit unfair to you. Also, don't be so thin skinned. Just put your phone down. It's absolutely fine. Wondership haters. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great start to a treat. When, uh, um, yeah, he doesn't need to turn into uh, what's-his-face at Peterborough, does he? McAntony. Him. Mm. Yes. Um, so, all in all, a decent night's work. And uh, Wembley... Wembley. How, how far off Wembley are we? I don't yeah, even know. Uh, Fourth I, I never round. Got... Last 16 we're in now, I think. it? Can't yeah.
4: be. What? Whew. think so. I know the final Can't is in it. February, so we could, we could win a cup in February ahead of being relegated in May <laughs> so that would be
2: don't say that pretty
4: exciting stuff uh, um, I did see um, the Athletic did a big story about the um, uh, League Cup They didn't read but the
2: <laughs> great what an <laughs> endorsement you're um, proud to team up with the Athletic
4: it was really long couldn't be bothered I'd read, <laughs> I'd read Phil Hayes stuff and that was good I'm not bothered about the rest of it
2: um, and you get 100 grand for winning it yeah I saw that wow. Yeah wow so, so, it's like 40 million for the Champions League, isn't it? About like 38 million or something for the Premier League, and then about 20 quid for the League Cup. But it all counts, doesn't it? Because yeah. we've got John Kevin Augustine to pay for. So. <laughs> Trying
4: to find out. So we've had the third round. We're in, yeah, the fourth round is 16 teams, then quarterfinals. Are they
2: doing eight there for that?
4: Eight teams for that. The semi finals. Wikipedia says a total of four teams will play is it, in this is round. Is it a three
2: team round robin for the final? Uh, uh, No, the semi-finals
4: are double-legged Right Is that still happening? Um, It's the return of double-legs Apparently it was single-legs last year Due to fixture congestion caused by the COVID-19 pandemic But thankfully, that's all over now So we can have two-legged semi-finals in the Carabao Cup We can
3: beat Birmingham in the semi-final In the week
4: Week commencing 3rd of January Are the the um, semi-finals of the League Cup. Mad, isn't it? And the final is the 27th of February. Hmm. A total of two teams will play in this round.
2: Should we um, Should we try win that, then? Yeah, I don't it?
4: see why not. not I'd really love good to win are they?
2: I know, I
3: know people think it's shit and Man City just win it every year anyway. Uh, Somebody's should... got to stop them. Mm, yeah, I suppose so. Pro- it's depressing, isn't it, because they can just... They- they just rest a load of players and they're still good enough to win it every
4: single year. There is always a bit of, um, I feel a bit of envy sometimes when I look at the other results like Brentford 7, Oldham 0. Like Brentford aren't very good, like why can't we just beat Oldham Yeah, but Oldham seven nil.
2: fairly recently, you know, looked after by Harry Kewell. so...
4: Well, exactly, and then, um, but then Man City beating Wickham 6-1. I know they are all lower up, um, opposition, Burnley beating Rochdale 4-1, but... If that would be the nice thing to add to and I suppose all the teams are out now, so we can't unless we get Preston or somebody. But um now that we've won two games in a cup competition, I'd really like us to just like slot in ten against somebody. Maybe we have to do it in the um third round of the FA Cup if we get Crawley again. Mm-hmm. Instead of losing to them, like now we've proven we can beat teams in a cup. Let's beat one of them really well. And that would be um that would be fun and exciting. Asking for, you're
2: asking for a lot. Well, I we'll know, see. I know. We'll see. We'll see. Hey, but, hey, listen, we'll, we'll wrap it up there because um, we've gone on quite long enough and we've got more podcasts to record. So we will thank you for joining us on this impromptu match ball and we'll see you in a bit. The Matchball. Ball. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers.